Welcome to episode number one of Tiny Talk. I know I've been uh, talking about this for a little while and asking you to come on. And uh, well, let's just go ahead and introduce ourselves. So I'm Stephanie Wellfill, and I'm a real estate agent and a tiny house enthusiast. Yes, you are an enthusiast for sure. <laughs> and I've really enjoyed working with you. I'm Jenny Crane and I'm Rebuilding Green. I'm the executive director of Rebuilding Green. And I also do a couple other things. I'm the chair of the American Tiny House Association here in San Diego. And I've just been bumped up to secretary of the Tiny House Industry Association, which is a national association. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know you do a lot of work with that too, which is what I want to dive into today. Okay. And so I I met you and Oates a couple of years ago at the Tiny House Fest in Del Mar. And that's when I was starting to look for my very first tiny house, which was the Puebla, if I remember right. Fell in love with that little house. And that's what started my my dream. And I don't believe I was in the REEN, um, the Women's Real Estate Networking Association yet. Uh, but I was just starting to kind of venture out that. And I was wondering to myself... Oh, I love this little house. Where can I put it? Oh, how much is it? Um, how does this all begin? Where Where do I begin? And uh, I reached out to you guys and you kind of led me down that little path and held my hand and you were there for my million and one questions and probably two million questions, I think. <laughs> um, and then I, I hopped you on board with, with the Reen Network that that we're in and now we're building a tiny house village in Yosemite. So that's kind of what what I'm all about and bringing Jenny into this. So I just purchased um, what I call Tiny Blue and it is up in Groveland, California, currently being rented uh, on Airbnb and we're killing it. It is at a 70% occupancy rate. Wow. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I am floored. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, just doing that on, on Airbnb, but it's what a space. I mean, the tiny house space is on so many levels. It's affordable. Um, you know, it, it's what's cool right now with all the shows that they have out there. Yes. Um, which, of course, that's what hooked me. And then I saw the Tiny Fest in Del Mar and I'm like, oh, I am so there. <laughs> And just walked around there and just continued to dream. So uh, starting from, you know, two years ago at the Tiny House Fest to today. Wow. So you've done a lot in two yeah, years. I have done a lot in two years, but that's because of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, because you held my hand and answered all my questions, I was brave enough to go ahead and do that jump. Um we didn't expect the tiny house being built so fast. I think that's my only complaint. If that is a complaint, I was like, oh, that's going to take six, eight months. So we'll be ready with permits by then. But oops, we weren't. So we went ahead and pulled that tiny house up to Yosemite. And we're off grid right now, but still renting. Right. And uh, what do I mean by off grid? Um, that's a 250 gallon septic tank connected. Water's connected from the hose. And then electricity, of course, is just a 220. So I bet, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Um, and she rents all the time. So the only thing that is a huge thorn is that septic tank, which, of course, you know, we have to get pumped every single week. Oh, every week? Every week, wow. yeah. Um, and there's actually two tiny houses up there, too. One came in, Jessica's came in from uh, hers 
uh, was from Canada. Okay. And that was just delivered, I think, at the beginning of this month. So she's almost done a full month of rentals as well. It's not as um, highly sought out because it does only fit two people, even though she does have a loft. Mine fits six. So very sought after. I highly recommend the two loft situation. Oh, yeah. That's a very popular unit. Yeah. Yeah. What's my unit's name? The Athena. You named it Athena. Oh, I named it And Athena. I kind of like that because it's it's actually an Athens um, double loft. There it and is. And so you took the A-T-H and added E-N-A and then Athena yep. was born. Yep. <laughs> Athena was born yeah. and then ended up becoming tiny blue because, I don't know, that's just, I think, what my husband picked. <laughs> so he was like, what does Athena mean? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's the name of the tiny house itself. And he goes... No, I think it should be called Tiny Blue. So my husband changed the name to Tiny Blue, and it stuck. It totally fits it. Yeah, it you does. did a great job of uh, picking the colors. The color is amazing. So I'm I'm with the Tiny Everybody Blue. Everybody loves yeah. it. Yeah, everybody loves it. And then uh, I just went ahead and furnished it and put it up on Airbnb, and it immediately started getting rentals probably in the first week. So again, on that temporary situation, it is a little dodgy with the, the, you know, pumping the septic. But we're going to do that until we get our permits because there's no other way. So it's just hooked up like uh, like an RV, I guess, is yeah. what it is right now. So that's legal as far as I know, or at least that's what we're doing. So, uh, But we are so close to permits. I think we're actually going to be getting our uh, hearing this fall, so in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've waited since March. So... Um, Definitely, if you're thinking about doing anything with tiny houses, make sure you start your your plan, your permits, um, all of that, you know, way ahead of time. Don't wait till the last minute. Even Tuolumne County and up in Yosemite, you know, is going to take almost a full year. Yeah. From beginning. Well, what, what you're doing there is different. It's not like you're you didn't acquire an existing um, piece of land that already had the the ordinance, you actually are, you started from scratch. And that is why I've been very excited on working with you because what we've heard all throughout even the nation is that there's not any new parks, no new parks because of the whole stigma mm -hmm. that unfortunately has been um, there for quite some time against trailer parks. Yep. But I mean, such a time as this that we can actually jump on the tiny home movement and get rid of that stigma. Instead of having a park, you have a tiny home community. And so that's why I'm su super excited on working with you ladies because we can now point to another, this is a brand new community because, you know, it's a new park, essentially because of the ordinance that they're having to use. Mm -hmm. But it's up to us, and that's the work that I do, to try to rebrand that so we're not ever calling it a park mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't smell or touch or feel like a, um, or smell like, excuse me, a, a trailer park. <laughs> yeah. It actually is a tiny home community. Yep. And so once that's done, man, it's going to really open some eyes, and that's what the work that we do, that's what our goal is, is to actually get more like zoning you know, like the trailer park zoning, but we like to call it tiny home zone yep. so that you can put tiny homes there. Even, I mean, whether you're doing what you're doing as far as Airbnb or actually putting a community down, that's the type of ordinance that we need. So I'm super excited to see that go through. And are they um, allowing outside um, or they only want locals to come to that public hearing? 
Uh, it's it's public. It's so we're going to bring up. I'm going to try to get all the investor ladies. There's 12 of us total. Um, I know you're working with a few of them to to get the, the tiny houses up there. So I'm going to try to get as many as we can out there that are owners. And then uh, our property manager up there, Kenny, is also the local bartender. So I know we can uh, get those folks in there. And we're going to have T-shirts and banners. We're gonna I want to come. Big, yeah, <laughs> totally. Let's, yeah. We're, we're going to fly up and have tiny house village T-shirts made and, and the whole nine yards. That's so, the way to do it. Yeah, just to make it look really exciting. And boy, do they need it up there. I mean, there's just not enough places to stay. Yeah. I was flabbergasted at that and the price of the hotel rooms up there for what you get too is just yeah no when I went and visited I was blown away Groveland is awesome like what a spot you got yeah that's an amazing spot it's gonna do very very well yeah we are a little um I guess a gold rush town from 1852 oh wow 1852 is when Groveland was incorporated or found as yeah so that's when all that was going on. But what I want to dive into next is I want you to tell everyone kind of what you're up to up in Santa Isabel. Okay. So first off, we've helped other communities throughout California. Um, a lot of government projects that we've been able to do, which is really exciting. And we're uh, currently involved in several new ones as well right now. But what I did was I also, um, you know, went the park route. Um, We acquired an old dilapidated trailer park. And even though we don't like to say the word, that's kind of the dirty word in our industry, but it it is what it is. It's a trailer park. And so the location is like yours. We're actually near uh, a gold town, which is Julian. And um, so right as you go um, into Julian, it's about seven miles away. The location is awesome. It's, it's, it's a location somewhat similar to yours um, because it's kind of more of like a resort type of area that doesn't have places to stay. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're at what we call the tr- um, crossroads. Actually, we don't just call it, but it's been called the crossroads. It's a historical area as well. Um, it used to be like the mail run coming in from Colorado mm-hmm. to California, the back country uh, mountain way. And so um, we're doing similar to you, Airbnb. We initially um, acquired the park. I mean, it has multifaceted purposes, you know, because of the work that we do, a lot of advocacy work for legalizing tiny homes, whether it's backyards, single family lots or communities. Um, You know, we're kind of using that as number one, pointing to look what you could do to a dilapidated trailer park. You can turn it into a, a, a nice tiny home community, whether it's, you know, for Um, housing insecure folks or all the way to resorts, it's still a way that we can point to a park, you know. And then number two, it's a try before you buy Mm -hmm. because the way we sustain ourselves as a nonprofit organization, um, just because we're a nonprofit organization doesn't mean we have, we don't have bills. (laughs) So to sustain ourselves, we sell units. So we'll have 10 different floor plans that people can choose from. And then, you know, lastly is the Airbnb so we can make money along the way as well. You know, while people are going through the process, like you found the process of putting a park together, but a lot of our um, clients are also individuals who are putting, you know, like the movable tinies or an ADU in their backyard. Mm -hmm. 
So those are all the purposes. And of course, we're going to have events there. You know, we've already been approached by many people um, looking at, you know, the location. And of course, the tiny homes as a great place to do, you know, maybe weddings or even camps for kids and just all types of just wonderful things. So we're super excited. Yes. Mm -hmm. We had our first retreat there. Oh, yeah. I I put my toe in the water. My son did a retreat and um, we we had a, a blast. It was pretty successful. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. we are so looking forward to that. Um, our yoga dome up there is finally oh, yeah. complete. Oh, wow. When you were up there, I don't know if it was I didn't even... see it. It was okay, just it was the, the, the deck. The deck. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, came in stages. First, the, the big shell or the skeleton of the, the dome. And then finally, our property manager and a couple of friends found tall enough ladders to get the canvas all the way over yeah that was no small feat if anyone ever wants to just build a tiny home in a day uh, sorry a dome in a day you can't do it it's insane so don't let them think that you can okay (laughs) (laughs) it's not that easy like it says on the directions wow but uh, yeah so that is done now so we'll just get flooring probably after this winter right now it's just sitting on the deck it's bolted to the deck but uh you know or we'll just leave it like that and just you know let whatever happened we're we're open for anything right now but first first things first is definitely our permits so we can get our septic system yes that is what we're just waiting for that is gold for us right now mm-hmm. is getting that all set up which is huge so um being in this business of real estate i could probably say just maybe monthly i probably get 10 to 12 calls Wow. Just asking, hey, I want to buy land and I want to put a tiny house on it. Wow. Yep. So many people because they're looking at the price right now of just an average condo mm-hmm. in San Diego, you know, and it's a half a million. And wow. that's actually not even a really nice one. Like that's kind of a starter home almost. So with that amount of money, you could purchase land. The only problem is with all of the utilities, you know, and the zoning. The zoning probably wouldn't matter so much if you go so far out, but nothing really in this area. And I am, I asked Harvey if he would come and be on Tiny Talk. Oh, he did say that. Yes. So we're, we're going to dive deep on the zoning issue on the next episode of Tiny Talk. So, um, but I know this is everyone I asked on Facebook, what would be your question? And Everyone asks, how do I start? Oh, wow. Where do I begin? So knowing what you know, what would you say if someone just said, hey, I want to buy one of your tiny houses, how do I begin? Okay, well, unfortunately, because of the zoning issues, not everybody, I would say nine out of 10 people, we have to turn down. But I mean, we don't turn them down out of the gate. We ask number one question, well, where are you going to put it? And so that really opens up, you know, where they're going to put it and whether or not they can actually put it there. Um, we always say, hey, look, at the end of the day, it's up to you to do what you want to want to do. But we have to tell you, like, what the, the legalities are and what you're allowed to do for where wherever it is that you're trying to put it. Yeah. So that's the number one question. So currently, um, if you're in San Diego, there's really only two um, jurisdictions out of the 19 that you can put a tiny home. Um, And we call it movable tiny home. That's kind of the word, the legal word that we've come up with across the board throughout the nation. And so um, it would be the city of San Diego, 
which is the largest, you know, demographic as far as population is concerned. The only problem with that is we find that in the city that the lots aren't as big. And so folks will have issues. Um, they have a 10 foot setback rule from the primary residence. So that really kind of pushes a lot of folks out because again, the lots are a lot smaller in the city. And so the other one is actually in the county of San Diego and the county of San Diego, um, <clears throat> they've actually had this permit that's been around for at least a decade. And a lot of people don't know about it. It's called a healthcare permit. And so we've actually helped a lot of folks get into that healthcare permit. It's the easiest um, permit that there is because it's over the counter. Mm -hmm. And so literally, if you have your site plan and your site plan is, is actually, you know, where you kind of draw out where the house is, where you're going to put the unit and how you're going to hook it up into the utilities. And so if you have your site plan along with the floor plan, um, and you fill out a very simple application and your your money to pay for it. And the fee for it has never been over $500. I would say not even really over $400. Okay, um, so you pay your fee. And if you have everything all together, um, they'll actually give you a, an over-the-counter permit, which is unheard of. It's the easiest permit to get. So um, we would love to try to take that you know, as a state law, but we have to find someone that's going to get behind us first. But so again, going back to San Diego, the healthcare permit is something that you can do. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be, you know, an elderly person either. We've gotten folks that are, you know, younger to be able to get that, that permit. And I do know that currently right now, um, cause I'm on one of the committees for the housing in San Diego County, that they are very, very close to actually getting the movable tiny home permit, um, or ordinance approved. And so they've been actually the implementation plan has been around since, uh, October, 2021. So it's been quite some time that just kind of shows you how long it can actually take when you're, you know, trying to get laws changed. And so, um, they're not only looking, this is super exciting, they're not only looking at a movable tiny home as a secondary unit, but they're actually looking at it as, or they're very open to having it as a single lot. So you can have a single family lot mm -hmm. where you'd be able to actually put a tiny home. Now, nice. like the, you know, the rules that are going to go with that is almost going to be probably like putting a new home on there because you have to have the infrastructure but the one that's super exciting is the one for communities and that they're calling it small lot development. So that's for the county. And that is like where we're very excited because that's really where we're really going to be able to make a difference in, you know, providing the housing that we need, like badly. You yeah. know that. It's Yesterday. ridiculous. I mean, for the price of one home in San Diego, you can have a village. Yeah. You know, and so you can have five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have five tiny houses. Yeah. I mean, all, all in whenever anyone says, oh, how much was your tiny house? I just go a hundred thousand. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. And I got to pick all of my finishings. I got to do the awesome shower with yes. the, the rock floor and the cool tile and I black cabinets. I mean, it's, so cute. Yeah. I love my little house. You did a good job. Yeah. I, I, I want to live in it <laughs> forever and ever. But now I have to stay in San Diego. Okay. <laughs> um, but with that being said, funny enough, I am pulling a tiny house from Austin, Texas up to Ramona. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is, I don't even think we've talked about this. Mm -mm. So this is new news, uh, newsflash. Uh, one of my last 
uh, clients through Whistle Realty. We sold him a house up in Ramona, and he has a half acre. So the last half of his acre that he's not really using, he was like, oh, maybe I'll use it for storage or, you know, have people pay me to put their RVs on it. And I jokingly said, let me put a tiny house on it. And he's like, okay. And I said, no, I'm serious. And he goes, I am too. I'm like, really? He goes, yep, tell me what you need. Let's do it. So we're actually going to the city this afternoon and starting the permits. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have to have my elevation and my blueprints and everything from from that uh, uh, guy. I got it a great deal. He needed to dump it, and I happened to be there. So uh, that's got to be pulled up. And that one is not on wheels. That one is on a tongue and groove. So it's a park model. Okay. And so it has to be delivered, you know, on a truck. Truck, right. Yeah. So um, that's going to be hefty. I think about $15,000 to get it up here. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing about going out that far. Yeah. So, you know, was a good deal, but now I realize why it was a good deal. But that's fine. We're going to make it back because I'm going to rent it. I'm going to long-term rent it. Oh, good. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to do a short-term, not in, in Ramona. But... Uh, that's undecided right now, long term, and that way it'd just be easier because the whole thing with you know turning and getting housekeepers and it's just it's a lot. Yeah, I have that already going on up there. I don't need that here too. Yeah, so, long term rental. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm moving forward with it, and we're starting this afternoon. Oh wow! <laughs> right after this, <laughs> so the next episode of Tiny Talk, I'll have a whole lot more info on that. So I'm going to take people through the process of you know how to do this, and and what does the city say, and how does that work, and what do you have to fill out, and how much is it, and all that stuff. So that'll be something that I'll I'll kind of bring up in in each session. Hopefully, I'll be done by December. I hope. Who knows? Who knows? But if we have to pull out that medical card, we might do that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> and thinking And it's a too. super easy, I mean, like the the actual part of the permit, you know, that you do have to have a doctor's signature. Yeah. Is, it's a one pager and the lines that they have to fill out is literally like three or four lines. And we've had doctors, you know, write one word arthritis you know that yeah. simple and they get approved so um it just has to be of doctor's orders and just about everybody knows your doctor yeah somewhat. i mean you know just it's meant to have you know folks that need some sort of like care. looking after it doesn't even have to be care just like you know we've had a lot of people say you know they have a hip issue they it'd be better for them to be closer to family if they fall or something like that mm. So it, it's it's a really it's a wonderful permit. It really is. Hopefully, maybe Harvey can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. going to try to go down. I think both avenues and see what works better because, um, yeah, we could possibly do that. I'm actually thinking as I'm talking right now. You're probably seeing that. I'm like, hmm, I never thought of that. Maybe I should do it that way. Yeah. So yeah, we might go down that avenue. Um, cool. Oh wow, it is. So, so with that being said, so if someone has land already, maybe, uh, you know, the back half of a, an acre or something, and you're like, wow, what should I do with this half an acre lot? And you were able to get possible septic to it or build, build septic uh, or sewer, 
would that be okay? Can just a homeowner pull up their own tiny house? What part of town? Okay, that's major, huh? What's the zip code? Um, yeah. Let's say Escondido. Currently, Escondido's not tiny friendly yet. Okay. I mean, we've definitely had a lot of conversations with different building officials in Escondido. And I, I would have to say that most of the jurisdictions have, you know, questioning or even at the Tiny Fest, we've actually used the Tiny Fest the day before it's open to the public as an opportunity to you know, advocate to building officials. And so, um, you know, for the most part, a lot of them have come, you know, and have looked into it. And it, again, it's just a long process. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we also recently had an event that we did where one of the first tiny homes um, in the city was actually finally permitted. And we had building officials come out and we had some very excited, like Lemon Grove was like, Lemon Grove sounds like it might be, you know, First coming step. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As excited as they were about it. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, like I said, most of the jurisdictions have inquired and have started conversations. Mm -hmm. So we're only at the starting con conversations. Right. right. I mean, we did help, um, at the tiny house industry association, we helped author a bill, AB 2430. Um, it's now been, two years. And it went up where we were trying to make it a state bill. So then just like the ADU law where, you know, that came out where no jurisdiction can turn anyone down. And we call an ADU a tiny, a permanent tiny home is what we call it. So, I mean, it actually did open the doors, you know, for the movable tiny home and moving forward because the easiest way to get it approved is to actually call it an ADU type. And so that's what we originally, um, attempted to do at the city and it originally got approved as an ADU. Um, but then there was some pushback from some folks that didn't want it to be called an ADU. And so they ended up, um, allowing it to be on its own as a movable tiny home. Mm. So the, the better way in like the counties looking at it, to my understanding, unless they come out with something different, but all the conversations have been, they, they also see that it would be best to go under the ADU as a type. Mm -hmm. So again, we did try to do that at the state level. And what started to happen is some of the uh, officials that came into the fold were wanting to start talking about, you know, the, the standards. And so we had to uh, put it aside. And, you know, because what would have happened if we went forward, all the jurisdictions that had already approved it, we would have had to backtrack. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, we're going to put that to a side. So there are things that are that have been done since that I'm hoping, you know, that we can throw the AB 2430 back up there, or maybe even if it comes out as a different bill. But that would then, you know, allow us to be able to have them everywhere where no one can turn it down. And it just makes so much sense. Because I mean, like, if you know, you look at a movable tiny home, it's not a trailer, mm -mm. you know, and then that's the, that's Beautiful. the worry. People have been worried, oh, we're going to have all these trailer parks in the back of people's yards. And that is not what it is. It's just like an ADU. I mean, like if you look at that and you kind of, you know, if you're like taking a picture and you, you put your camera up and you like cut out the wheels on the bottom mm -hmm. or, and then you just take another picture and you have the wheel. It's the same unit. It's just because of it being on wheels yeah. seems to be an issue with some folks. Yep. And I just have mine skirted. Yeah. Skirted. 
you can't even see the wheels and then it protects them too. Right. I mean, you're hooking it in just like an ADU. Mm -hmm. You usually hooking it into the existing infrastructure. So it's really the same. It just happens to be on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would be hooking into the sewer up in Ramona if all goes well. Um, and the electric, that's just going to be hardwired right in. And what else am I missing? Water. Water's just a hose. So, and um, electricity. Yeah, electricity. I, I believe that is they want a 220 plug on that one. But So it would be hooked into the existing infrastructure. Yep. That's the only thing is um, sometimes if your house is older, you, you may have to upgrade your electric panel. But the homeowner was going to talk to SDG&E about getting two meters. So that way the tiny house would be on its own meter. Okay. Because so going back to that um, health care permit, the way that that works is they usually don't, they want you to usually just try to hook into the existing. Existing. Okay. Know. Yeah. So we might, well. Like but there are cases work. where you might have to get, depending yeah. on how far out, how far away is the property from the unit? Oh, um, I would say a uh, hundred yards. That's not very far at all. Okay. Yeah, from the existing home that's there. Yeah, it's not too far at all. Well, that's one of the, um, you, you had asked me earlier, what's the first step? So yeah. the first step is, okay, well, where is it going to go? And then if it happens to fit in the box, you know, of a place that would allow it, and it's someone that wants to get the permits and that's the route they're going to go, is the next step would to have a contractor come out and just, you know, see what you're working with as far as your current infrastructure and, you know, where it is in relation to that, you know, electricity or the septic or sewer. Yeah. And then they will, you know, give you a quote on what you're going to be able to do. Sometimes you can't, like in some situations, maybe the, um, you know, like in the city, going back to those smaller lots, maybe there's a bunch of electric power lines where, you you know, they have no access on the side of the house to pull the unit in. And that mm. seems to be the case a lot with mm -hmm. the city. Or you can't crane it over because of the, the, electric. the electric lines. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you know, the next thing you do. And so moving from that, um, after, you know, you've determined that you could put it in that jurisdiction, you, the contractors come out and it, the numbers work for that particular person, then um, you get your permit because we, we like to make sure that folks have their permit first before we order the unit. Okay. And there was a time like during uh, COVID and after COVID that the build times were just nuts there. I mean, like some factories were quoting a, a year to two years even. Yeah. Um, so currently though, yeah. the build times are like bada bing, bada bang. It's like four <laughs> yeah. months. I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. And, you know, it, it's working. We just we just have to really just be up on that septic tank, like almost daily. My property manager has to take a little peek under there and just see how full it is. But wow. we have it. Yeah, we have it rolling, you know, with 70% occupancy rate. It's okay. Keep get the, get the septic truck up. Let's pump it out every week. And then there's just no problems. But, and that was pretty quick because you've been, how long has it been since you had your unit? I don't even think it's been two months. Wow. It's only yeah. going to get better. Yeah. It's, it's, I saw the photos online. It looks really good. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. We, we love it. Um, my husband went up and helped me decorate and put together furniture and then take photos. And I was putting together the website as we were leaving. <laughs> it was, 
you know, boom, it happened really quick. And then when the the reservation started coming in, then it was just like, wow, this is real. This is actually happening. Yeah. So, um, but highly recommend to put it into like a sewer or a real septic because getting it pumped out is a drag. It's stress, you know? Yeah, no, I understand that because I have the same issue going on as, as well. Yeah. So, gosh, get that septic going. Get that permit. <laughs> get all your ducks in a row. Let's see. What else can we talk about? There. Well, the medical thing, maybe let's just touch on that just a little bit more so people understand that. So if they have property right now, and they have somebody in, in an elderly situation or anybody that is under doctor's orders. They can roll up a movable tiny house on wheels, purchased by you, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and um, they can move their mom or whoever into that house or not. Can they just rent it, even though that there isn't any medical people in there? Well... The way that the rules have have read is it has to be someone that is family. Okay. So I was like afraid to tell you that because of the situation that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So um, it, it I know that there's been conversations and I've brought it up, you know, with the meet, a lot of the meetings that I've been in is like, hey, especially our seniors, there's a lot of seniors that don't have any family. So what can we do about that? So there has been conversations that, you know, they were opening up to making it to where it wasn't just a family member. And I do know that there are scenarios that, you know, it's been close to family, you know, like through marriage and that kind of thing. So it's worked out. And so um, it um, as long as and this is where it gets really interesting. So the healthcare permit works like this. So it can either be a movable tiny home, which is going to be an ANSI coded unit that's under 400 square feet, like the unit you have, yep. or you can actually go all the way up to 800 square feet. Mm. So whenever you go over 400 square feet, you then um, if you're going prefab, which is it's going to be prefab because they're on wheels, it's it can be a HUD unit that goes up to 800 square feet. So as long as you fit that and um, the first time you get, you know, you put your application in and they come out, they will come out and inspect to make sure that you're hooking it in correctly. Mm -hmm. But you do have to uh, renew your application every year. So but the difference is they don't come out. Uh, unless, you know, neighbor or something calls. Of course, that can happen in any situation. Right. But they'll um, you send in your application, and it's 10% of whatever the permit fee was. So, like, if it was $400 the first time, it's only going to be $40 every year oh. after that. Yeah. But the cool thing, too, is on the um, the doctor's note, it, it has a blank for the time frame. So it's pretty much an open time frame that someone can – you know, have a, a healthcare permit there. Okay. And so like we've had clients, you know, the doctors will put forever because like to that person, they plan on living in that unit forever, forever. you know, um, or, you know, I've seen 10 years. I mean, 10 years is probably the minimum that I've actually seen a doctor write in. But again, like, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the uh, description of why it's not like they're asking for medical records is just the doctor writes down, and I was surprised when I even saw someone write arthritis, you know, and, and it just got approved that easy. Yeah. So they don't, it, I mean, as far as I know, there's no verification after that. I mean, I'm not, like, telling anyone to do anything crazy. Yeah. But I'm just saying that that's how, what the process has been like. That's why we've been so excited about the 
you know, the healthcare permit, whenever we have someone that comes in and they fit in that, you know, that particular box of someone that might be able to get a healthcare permit, we get excited because we know that we don't have to turn someone down again, yeah. you know, and it's an easy permit. And I mean, the thing, one of the things I love so much about that is that we've seen so many elderly folks come through that are so excited to be, you know, near someone. They mm -hmm. don't have to be alone or they don't have to go out and pay, you know, the money that, that it's expensive to go into a senior facility. Yeah. I mean, they literally for what they, you know, the average of what they're paying to go live in a senior facility, they can have that unit paid off in a few years. Yeah. It's like four grand. Oh my God. It makes so much sense. At least, yeah. That's why we're like, we're just hoping that someone, you know, that is for seniors or, you know, for even, you know, again, it doesn't have to be a senior because we've had several people that weren't seniors that were able to get the healthcare permit. But if someone wants to pick up a cause and really ride behind us, that, that would be a really good move. Yeah. That would be the cause to pick up. Sure. I mean, because, you know, again, seniors are, um, that's a huge population. And even, you know, it, it's a it's a great scenario, too, for even folks that, you know, are disabled, mentally disabled, because we have a lot of that on our streets. And, you know, that that could be um, a very helpful way to get folks off the street by utilizing the health care permit. So we really, really, really need that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's huge. And uh, yeah, with the prices of property in San Diego and the way that it's going, it's like, I'm really afraid for my kids. Like, where are they going to live? You know? Well, one thing that's super exciting is, um, so there's been a loan that has been around for a long time and it was originated for parks and it's called a chattel loan. And so literally, um, you know, if all we need to do is, is again, get more jurisdictions, tiny friendly, and then that opens up a whole bunch of backyards. Yeah. We call it a smart backyard when someone utilizes their backyard to actually put someone in there. I love it. Because one, they can, you know, increase their monthly cash flow, but also, you know, provide housing for like your kids or yeah. seniors, someone that can't afford these crazy prices. And so the chattel loan, what the what the reason why it's like super exciting, especially like in real estate, because you understand that, is that, you know, in regular real estate, if you're gonna put a unit in your on your property, you gotta be the owner of the unit, right? Mm -hmm. So a chattel loan is different because a chattel loan will actually allow you to get a loan and put it in someone else's backyard. So how perfect is that for the movable tiny home? And just yeah. think of all the people that could get housed by getting a chattel loan and then the people that, you know, would be happy or need to increase their monthly cash flow. It's just, it's like a total win-win. Yeah. Like but my the homeowner. thing is we just got to get more jurisdictions on board. What is the jurisdiction like in Ramona right now? Well, that's the county. Oh, so that's San Diego County. So yeah. that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the county, is that un, unincorporated? unincorporated? Correct. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So there, the, right now, unfortunately, you can only do a healthcare permit. Okay. But the movable tiny, um, I mean, they've already had meetings on it and have unanimously approved the movable tiny as just the implementation part. So it's coming. Um, but for your particular situation, if you want, you said right after this, the only thing that you would be able to do, you know, for permitting purposes right now is a healthcare permit in the, in the county. Okay. Yeah. So um, I would be going down there to find that out. Um, 
and have them tell me that. So, so if I were to go down that route, I've already purchased the tiny home from the guy in Austin, Texas. We've already discussed he's going to drive it up when I'm ready. So maybe it would be better than if I sell it to my homeowner. Well, talk to your homeowner because he may have family that he, you know, he already has. He can rent to them, yeah. you know, but it's just that permit that would, yeah. Yeah. It kind of, and then I mean, they're not going to come knocking on the door being like, oh, is a uh, so-and-so here? I mean, they probably won't do that. Who knows? But healthcare permit is probably going to be what I'm going to have to do. Maybe. I hate to be the one to tell you that, okay. but we're, no, we are on. I'm going right after this. So okay. I would have found that out by three o'clock today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know, at least going in. But um, I, I want to learn everything from them. So I'm going in and, and pretending that I just want to do it the other way, my first way of doing it. And then they'll maybe tell me about the health care. And I also know not to say tiny home at, at the uh, county. They will freak out. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's something that we do have to battle with. I mean, the thing is, like on a marketing side, tiny home is like we don't have to do any marketing yeah. at all it sells as it relates to the consumer. But when you're dealing with the billing department, you're absolutely right. It's like kryptonite. Yeah, kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. They're like, don't say that word. Yeah. Um, but you can call it an ADU all day long. I guess that wraps it up for the first episode of Time Talk. And go ahead and uh, say your your name, where you're from, and phone number. And then I'm also going to put this on the YouTube channel, too. It'll be in the comments below. So everything, everything about you. Who are you and where do you come from? Okay, so again, I'm Jenny Crane, and I'm the executive director of Rebuilding Green, we have uh, two locations. We're right here in uh, Mira Mesa, and then we also are in Santa Isabel. We have an office in Santa Isabel as well, and that's in uh, Santa Isabel at the crossroads, 79 the 78 freeway. Um, you can usually catch us um, there on the weekends, you know, for showings, but we do also uh, do showings on appointment basis. Yep. And you can also um, look at our website at www.rebuildinggreenusa.org. And our office line is 619-609-0080. And we do help you with determining, you know, what you can or can't do um, on the property that you're looking at. Maybe you're looking to purchase um, or you're, you know, uh, want to put something on your existing property. We can help you to determine whether or not you can also do um, a, a community because there is uh, ordinances that are currently, you know, um, just regular ordinances. That's one of the things that we do is we'll try to utilize certain ordinances to allow you to do like a tiny home community. And there's actually several more than just the, the trailer park. Nice. So please feel free to give us a call and we'll, you know, let you know what you can or can't do. Wealth of information. And I totally credit you in how fast that I've done everything I've done. Um, and just thank you. Well, thank you. I'm super <laughs> honored to work with you, Stephanie. Yeah. And I'm excited about all that you're doing because, I mean, I know that you're not done with this first one. Oh, yeah. You've already looked at several other ones. So everyone needs to watch out for this lady right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build tiny house villages everywhere. Yes. That's the plan. Thank you very much. Signing out. Uh, Stephanie Wofield, first episode of Tiny Talk done.